welcome back to another episode of explain it slowly what's with the intonation is a question mark because you claimed to have another topic and i'm curious well it's usually it's me or you so <laughs> it's one of us <laughs> suddenly sesame comes in and says meow meow, meow. <laughs> so um yeah so this topic is uh sort of uh near and dear to her heart maybe i don't know <laughs> i don't know i i'm confused about this topic so i so i guess we can talk about it and um so in case you don't know we are expecting a child soon and in some of our uh previous episodes we talked about something called the montessori lifestyle which focuses on like uh, teaching your kid to how to be independent and then and mainly focus on them as an individual as an individual and you are treating them even though they are like two years old you're treating them as if they are an adult they just haven't learned how to be an adult yet but you are treating them as if they were an adult and you are helping and guiding them through the process how to be rational how to be independent how to make choices on their own Things like that, right? Also known as childhood thievery. Yes. <laughs> Not really. I mean, there's you, you, you are going to show your kid lots of love, too. But it's... it's they're not allowed to be a child. <laughs> <laughs> they're they're going to be a smart child, pretty much. So there is that form of uh, education and mm-hmm. like school model, right? And there is now another one called the Sudbury um, school model, where... This this one I'm a little bit unsure of, but it does exist, and there are schools that are established that have this form of um, education or system that is set up. And the way this one works, it's very similar to the Montessori one, but there are a couple things that are different. Is that yes, it they they the child is the focus, and the child you know gets to make the decision and do things like that, but there is no adult guidance whatsoever. So in the Montessori version... Very licit In the Montessori version, the adult in the child's life is the person that provides a structure for them, right? Like offer them choices. And then the decision is up left to the kid to make, right? And learn from. And learn from. But in the Sudbury version, there's none of that. The kid makes the decision. The kid comes up with the the choices on their own and that is something that like i'm not too sure about and there are schools like this that exist at least there's one school that is well known for practicing this and they are like in massachusetts or somewhere and it's called and they follow this system so there's no classroom there's no grading there's no curriculum there is (laughs) it's literally free range free range children (laughs) (laughs) literally is free range they get the kids get to decide what they want to learn how they want to learn when they want to learn if they don't want to learn at all they don't have to learn at all and that is how the 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 system is set up and the the adults or the staff they call them or staff since they're not technically teachers because they're not educating them anything the staffs are there to provide resources if that child wants the resources so, like, if you are interested in something, you go to them and you ask for help, then they will help you. But they will not just step up and offer you resources like the other ones. 
I don't know, there's a few red flags that immediately <laughs> hop out. That's what I'm saying. Like, there's something about this model that I, I don't know how it works. And then the another thing that they, they talk about is that um, the the school accepts uh, children from... Visa, MasterCard. <laughs> <laughs> they accept Get your free-range children. It's a small school. It's only about, like, 120, 130 students. And they accept uh, students ranges from age 4 to 17. Mm-hmm. And there, since there is no classroom, there are rooms that kids can congregate and hang out together and learn from each other. And the students dictate what they do for the day. Mm-hmm. So the four-year-old can be hanging out with a 17-year-old. And the 17-year-old can have influence on the four-year-old, good, positive or bad. It's up to them. And the teachers are hands-off. And I try to look up, like, to see if there are any benefits into this type of schooling system. Because eventually, kids are going to have to go to college if they choose to, right? How do they end up meeting the school's curriculum? That is one thing. Like, I'm just so confused about this type of school system. Okay, so there's there's a lot to unpack, right? So let's take it one, one step at a time. Um, who is this one named after? I think it's like a region in Massachusetts, but it's named after some, some guy in Europe a long time ago that like believe in this type of thing. There is another thing that I want to point out the way the school is run is that, um, the school is a true democracy. They claim it, meaning every staff and every student that is on the campus have, um, they have like a choice have like they can their voice can be heard meaning every month or every week they will gather everybody on campus will gather for a school meeting and every students and every staff gets one vote and they get to vote to decide who is going to be in the who's going to be the next staff for the next quarter or things like that who's going to be in charge of this thing who's going to be in charge of that so it's an entire democracy so I'm Very imagining <laughs> I'm imagining like a four year old sitting there not have no clue what it means to be a treasurer of this school handling money and budget gets to vote as well. <laughs> well, they 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 can they can vote for whatever they want to vote for, I guess. Like there's nothing. I I feel like it's a great. Sure, it's like, very idealistic. It's, but, it is, but okay. I wonder if it really works. You know, yeah. The the sa- this sounds like the the idealism that's behind things like communism. It sounds great when everyone's just helping each other out. Yeah. Uh, it just also makes it really easy for like nut jobs to say they're doing everything for everyone else and just rule as a dictator. Um, oh, another another <laughs> thing. Another thing I forgot is they they deliberately mention that they do no not dictators. teach. They do not teach their students how to read at all. So okay, I'm gonna stop you. So there. meaning, meaning, <laughs> like they they believe that a kid will learn to read when they are ready to explore reading. So entering four year old, you don't know how to read. It's up to you to decide when you want to learn how to read. Would a four year old know to decide that? Like okay, um. I have. I guess you there. wait until you're nineteen. You're you're like fifteen years old, and you realize, heck, I gotta learn how to read now because I. Got... <laughs> yeah. Uh, um. Let, let's 
let's raise all the red flags at this yeah, point. Yeah, go ahead. I um, think I'm done. You're done. Okay, cool. Um, sorry, dude, in Europe from many decades ago, centuries ago. We don't know. You're probably a little, a little off um, on how things work. Uh, but as someone who personally uh, did not read much uh, growing up, I still knew how to read, thankfully. But if I got to my 20s and I did not get taught how to read, then I would be in so well, much... Well, you won't get to your 20 because the school only goes up to age 17. Okay, I get to 17 <laughs> uh, and I don't even know how to read. Not that I'm a bad reader because I myself am like horribly dyslexic and a bad reader. I cannot read very effectively. The reason I knew how I learned how to read uh, was because, yes, I guess I got... Uh, it became necessary because I wanted to watch anime, uh, and therefore I learned how to read. But I don't think that's something that you should wait for the kid to learn entirely on their own. Because if you wait for them to pick it up, then it's, it might be too late, right? There's, there's a very important time in development where you are primed to learn rapidly whatever people tell you. And... These can be very foundational pieces of knowledge that can help you going further much more into your future. For example, learning a second language. Uh, and the first second language you learn is written like language. That is a different language than the one you're speaking. And to withhold that because it's not convenient for the child to learn it at that age is misguided at best and very harmful at worst because like imagine the difficulty people have learning other languages and therefore not necessarily gaining the problem solving capabilities that come from like parsing other inputs you know like it it cascades if you don't have this foundational piece you can't get the next one and you can't get the next one and so on and so forth right so I I really don't think uh, that this methodology uh, is helpful towards, like, the kids that go there. Sure, they may end up like any average student that comes out of any other school, but that is accidental rather than pushing forward, let's do better than the, that average. I, I think, Does that make sense? Yeah, you're putting too much... Uh agency on the on kid. the kid who may or may not know what they want mm -hmm. you know and that is a lot yeah and okay so that's red flag number one red flag number two not calling your teachers teachers and calling them staff that just feels like well they're not teachers because they're not teaching anybody they're just staff they're there as a, a a resource for you okay great i would like my resources to be teachers <laughs> <laughs> like and Sure, teaching may not have as much, like, accreditation that's necessary, uh, but calling them staff means that you don't need any. Well, because they aren't provided any. They aren't providing these students with actual teachers and classroom education. There's no education. Okay, that's great. It's all on their own to learn. That's great, and I'm sure the people that work there are well-intentioned, but... Just imagine the amount of nonsense that our own parents tell us, firmly believing it. Would you prefer that that kind of knowledge 
is given to children, especially when they're curious and they ask for it, mm -hmm. that you get potentially vast, very incorrect knowledge right. as a result that they then believe. Like my dad telling me, oh, I'm a firstborn son, therefore I get O positive blood like he, he did. Because like, he was told that. He was told that, and he firmly believed it. But if you stopped and think about... Biology? Biology, <laughs> it's not how it works. Um, and I can think of countless examples like that where, like, my parents, educated, mind you, went to college, come out with that kind of, mm -hmm. like, knowledge because they didn't go for co to college for biology. They went for, like, oh. electrical engineering or arts. Like, not biology. So I get it that they didn't know that. Mm -hmm. But I don't want, like, I would think it would be very harmful towards the next generation to put non-professionals in a professional environment to teach others. Mm -hmm. Does that make sense? Yeah. Because at the very least, someone who has trained as a teacher will know I would assume. I'm not, I never trained but not as a all, teacher. But not all teachers are trained on equal, like, yeah. like and real subject either. I mean, like, yes. there's bullshit out there. Right? there. There's plenty of bullshit out there. Um, and it's, like, very hard. But I at least hope that teachers have the minute of critical thinking necessary to say, I will get back to you tomorrow because I don't know the answer to that, rather than spew... The thing that they're maybe not sure of, or maybe very sure of, that they never, like, double-checked. Yeah. Does that make sense? Yeah. Um, and, like, I fully realize that regular education is no better than this. Like, learning English at school, I before E, except after C. That's a whole bunch of different baloney, you know? They teach you mnemonics to, like, memorize how to spell things when... That is not helpful to, like, the students because that only works for a handful of words and then others don't work. Mm -hmm. um, and it's a very loosey-goosey kind of, like, rule set. And we get taught tons of those growing up as if they're, set, like, this is the, the prime of <laughs> knowledge about the language that we speak. And that's passed on to us as is. So there's plenty of problems. But going in this route, I feel like, undoes all the progress we're slowly making to improving that entirely <laughs> <laughs> you know like sure humans will learn how to do basic things automatically like you don't need education an educational system and sure you might see schooling as uh, a prison system for young like young people so that their adults their parents can work and get a bare minimum of a living while not taking care of them. Like, there are so many problems with our educational system, uh, as is. This doesn't seem to be solving for many of them. It just feels like a very kippy, loosey-goosey. We're right. going to let the free kids... Free range. Free yeah, range. very free range. We're going to let free the kids, range, uh, kids. Uh, figure this out. Yeah. Um, and that... Like, it it's can irresponsible. work. It's irresponsible at best. Adult, it's yeah. damaging at worst. Um, and it totally can work. Like... It depends on the individual, I would say, too. But, like, you have to be really lucky for that child to be turned out curious, motivated enough to know and figure out where to get the correct resources. Exactly. And that's a and, lot of work on a child. And maybe we don't know the whole story. And maybe they are doing that behind the scenes. Like, 
making it seem like the kids are have agency when you're really orchestrating it behind the scenes maybe i mean they could like you said they could orchestrate it in a way where they're faking it it's like it's your option it's your it's your decision but is it really though yeah do you want a or b by the way a and b are both great options <laughs> right. <laughs> kind of thing like we didn't give you the the bad one see but but from what i read it's not that. It's straight up, 100%, students make the decision. Mm-hmm. And if a kid decides to, I'm going to play five days a week, they're going to play five days a week. And yes, they will get bored eventually of playing, yeah. and they're going to get curious about something. Yeah. And they might get very good in that one topic, but uh, as I think your Japanese teacher once said, practice makes permanent. Yeah. Um, You need to practice the right things. Yes. Not... Uh, not the same thing over and over again because whatever you practice the same thing over and over again, you're gonna get very good at it, and that's but you're gonna, gonna know it as that it could yeah. potentially be wrong. Yeah. Um, because I've spouted the thing that my dad told me about O positive to other people. You I've, told me that. I've spread it <laughs> like as a kid because I believed it, and then I learned how blood works, and I'm like, hmm, uh, should I continue trusting my father which i am very set up to trust over anything else (laughs) over a teacher who is telling me how blood works Uh you know and but that doesn't mean many people will choose to continue believing the first piece of information that they learned and discredit the teacher or not even remember that the teacher told them the correct information at that point in time and move on from there uh and then we get into like Things like bloodlines. Have you ever thought of a bloodline before? That was made by a Greek dude thousands of years ago because he thought that men were holy and women were just a container for souls. Like, (laughs) it's so wrong. (laughs) Like, I don't even know where to start on something as like... I guess we can do an episode on on the... On the the, the the wonderful liquids inside of our body in terms of like medieval medicine. Uh, it's, It's wackadoodle. Um, but at this, like, I kept wanting to go back to this point. Like, it's not like kids can't learn from other kids. This has been done before in a scientific setting, although kind of also kind of messed up if you think about it, where you have adults that are just observing kids and watching them invent language. Uh, Nicaraguan Sign Language is a famous example of this, where it was important enough for white people, I'm just going to go out and say it, uh, to learn how language spontaneously develops because they had a unique opportunity to watch kids that did not have language invent language in front of their eyes without them helping. And that is kind of messed up for those kids because they kind of well, it's, missed it's not, out. It's not really messed up because that's how language has always been created and evolved. It's because it's without the the interference of the outsiders, you know? Except they didn't have the 2,000 plus, 10,000 plus, probably, years of, like, help from their previous generations that we all, everyone else got. Does mm-hmm. that make sense? You, they, those scientists, they stole that from those kids to learn how how language develops. And, yes, that's very useful for white society, uh, to know these things because science makes progress, but that has forever been stolen from those individuals. Does that make sense? So yes, it can happen, but I don't think we should be proliferating that idea further. You should remind the our listeners what the 
what the Nicaraguan Nicaraguan sign language. Yeah, or like how a a short two minute. Okay. How it got. So there's a place in Nicaragua where there was a genetic uh, outcome where a bunch of people ended up deaf, Mm -hmm. Um, but where they were did not have the deaf communities that we have in the Americas and Europe's and all that. Uh, so those kids were kind of just hid in the back and you don't talk about them and it wasn't great. Yeah, it's so, a taboo. It's a taboo. So um, I don't remember if it was like missionaries or scientists or whatever. Uh, some linguists found out about this uh, and they encouraged those kids to join a school. But instead of teaching them sign language, like American sign language or British sign language or French sign language, any sign language, instead of doing that, they basically just let the kids play with each other and observed that hey sign language is spontaneous it can come out of nothing um from basic gestures like pointing at an apple or uh showing someone something with your hands and gesturing like that can very rapidly turn into an actual language rather than just gesturing well i think the the point was that the reason why I I think they didn't get involved was because because that they realized that a lot of these kids before they enter the school system already have their own communication system within their household. Yeah, with their and parents. Every every kid, every but it was different. Family had their own, and it was different. And then they they quickly observe and realize that when these kids from different households come together they somehow still manage to communicate with each other despite not knowing the same sign and the reason why they thought this is because they knew from colonialism that if you take a whole bunch of people from different backgrounds that all speak their own languages and you put them in one place they don't they can't communicate with each other Mm -hmm. but they will rapidly come up with common words that weren't common before but they'll be like apple Apple, apple, apple. Everyone can see the apple. Now everyone calls that apple, and that thing is now an apple. Uh-huh. Uh, versus uh, the other guy is pointing at the car and voiture, 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 voiture. Everyone knows that is voiture. And you end up with a language made up of a whole bunch of different languages. Yeah. And it's called a creole um, or a pigeon. I don't know. I'm dyslexic. There's two terms are kind of similar, but they're different. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, but that has happened in the Once past. A bird. <laughs> thanks to slavery, and it's wonderful. Uh, and they knew. Hey, the same thing will probably happen with these kids because this was in the 1980s. We've learned these things already. Um, so they they kind of decided consciously not to teach them rather than teach them. That's the part that I find a little messed up because they could have taught them. But we learned so much about language because they didn't teach them. So it's like their gift to the world um, as a result. Their sacrifice, I should say, because at the end but of the day... Kid- these students didn't turn out bad. I mean, they, they didn't, but they, 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 they over over three gener- school generations, meaning a like language did develop. a language did develop, and they created that language on their own. Mm-hmm. So I mean, yeah, it was a bet. <laughs> it was a bet, and it turned out fine. It turned out fine, which probably how that's how language work anyway. And I think they're trying to prove a point that this is language. If you leave it alone. It will do its thing. The people that use those languages will do, will be able to do something. With yeah. And to be 100% clear, their outcome was better than if they had stayed at home. Yeah. So just like for Suntory? Sudbury. Sudbury. Not Suntory. Sudbury. Sudbury. Like soap suds. 
So it's actually a place in Massachusetts, a city called that, and the that school is called Sudbury Valley School or something like that. And some guy, it didn't come from somebody in Europe. Someone <laughs> just had a philosophy that this should work, and they established a school. Yeah. It's like since the nineteen something. And to be clear, it does work. Like we have a scientific account of it working. Um, but I don't know about this school system, though. Yeah, it, that's the part that is difficult because, yes, they had a better outcome than staying at home. Which, to be clear, schooling has given people better outcomes because they are not stuck at home. So that's why schooling is mandatory, uh, even if you don't get anything out of it. Uh, but the outcome of getting an actual education probably would have been much better. Yeah, even if it's a public school, I would say. Yeah. Um, so that's, that's like... It's really cheap, though. <laughs> it, it's uh, 7000 to 10000 a year. I mean, that's cheap, considering it's a private school. I mean, that's how but much... But you're not being taught anything. It's pretty much daycare, I would say. I mean, that's how much my private education was worth, and I got a much... I would think I got a much better outcome than that. Mm-hmm. Right? And I got the same reading problem that they uh, would probably end up giving a lot more students. But you, uh, because... you, you end up speaking two languages. Maybe, I don't know, maybe the school has a very diverse group of students. so They end up learning they, multiple languages? Maybe on their own because they don't all maybe speak English. I don't know. This school is just confusing to me. <laughs> <laughs> well, it, it was obviously confusing enough to enrage me slightly um so yeah it's a thing <laughs> i guess look into it because don't trust people on a podcast um but use our information as like a a nucleation point to learn more take it with a grain of salt or soap <laughs> thanks for listening everyone bye <laughs>